In what may very well be Shohei Otani's last season in Anaheim, will the Angels finally end what is now the longest playoff drought in professional baseball? Heck, will they even finish above 500? Let's just say we have our doubts. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnod for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on that's L C K D O N in the game. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. If you like what you hear, and if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. On the show tonight, we continue our AL West preview series with a look at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Last week, we did the A's and Rangers, of course, and then tomorrow we'll go over the defending champion Astros. And be sure to stick around until the midway point of tonight's show to find out the winner, finally, of our Mariners ticket giveaway. But now, Colby, let's turn our attention to... Jerry DePoto's former team, the one that despite having two generational talents on its roster has failed to even finish above 500 since DePoto resigned almost a full decade ago. We're, we're creeping up on that mark now. It was a very eventful off season for the angels in general. We'll get into what they did in terms of player acquisition in just a, a moment, but there was a report that they were looking to sell. Artie Moreno decided he's not going to sell the team, that he's going to continue owning the Angels, which <laughs> we might have some feelings about that that we might get into. And then they rehired Phil Nevin, surprisingly, after his time as an interim manager for them, which did not go particularly well. It, of course, really started with the brawl that, let's just say it, he incited he was the reason for uh and the angels proceeded to have another disaster of a year mike trout wasn't healthy for the full season otani was great he was an mvp caliber player and yet they were still unable to finish above 500 let alone compete for the postseason so let's just start there with the uh the ownership situation and then the a move to bring back Nevin into the fold for 2023. Literally could not have gone worse for angels fans. Um, and I think I've heard from both of them and they were not happy. Uh, so uh, yeah, couldn't have gone worse from that front because Artie Moreno was a plague on the angels organization. As long as he is running that baseball franchise, they don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. So that sucks. Uh, Phil Nevin is a joke. He's a loser, pathetic wannabe who thinks he's a tough guy, but in reality, he's a coward, a loser, moron, pick your adjective, whatever. He's that. I mean, he's the mm. worst manager in baseball. Uh, and you've teamed them up together. Wow. And you've teamed them up with that fantastic Angels player development system. Like, how could things go wrong? It doesn't make the Angels should be winning 90 games every single year. They've earned it, Ty. They've earned it. 
by yeah, being I, like I, a literal. I heard that fire. on uh, I heard that on the WBC broadcast. Well, well, rather, I heard that they were talking about that on the WBC broadcast last no, night. Mike Trout, Mike Trout deserves to be in the playoffs. Yeah. He signed on to that dumpster franchise for 14 years, but yeah. they should do whatever it takes to get Mike Trout in the playoffs because Major League Baseball owes it to us. Mike mm-hmm. Trout was in the playoffs; he got swept. So, yeah. Same thing know. with Otani, right? He signed up for this. This is ultimately yep. his cross. I don't feel bear. bad for those guys at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and you know, screw Mike Trout. I'll say it. Screw Mike Trout. Hey, there you all go. Right? He's a little coward. He yelled at Eric Swanson. He wasn't happy, so he had Phil Nevinson to goon out there to hit Jesse Winker. Yep, and then when yep. all the fighting went down, where was Mike Trout? Mm. In the back, there staying out of everything. Like, oh, I don't want to get involved. Coward. Mike Trout's a coward. So, so is Phil Nevin, his pathetic loser manager. So. If we didn't make it clear enough, we are pretty biased towards the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, of course, this it's organization will. Yeah, Pick a of name. Course, Pick of course a this name. Orga- yeah, of course, this organization would have the most complicated name in baseball as well. Uh, because and they you think also, they're a big boy, so they put Los Angeles in there, and they're not. They're losers. We've you, been over this. Anaheim also, is the Donald of Major League Baseball. The Donald Washington. Shout out to Donald Washington. Um, the the other thing too is that you went to their spring training facility oh yesterday. Tell tell the folks about that. I've never been to the Oakland Coliseum, but I imagine it makes the Oakland Coliseum look like Yankee Stadium. Um, I've been to the Oakland Coliseum; it's pretty rough, so that scares me. Yeah, Tempe is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, there's these weird line regulations. The scoreboard is at least sixty, seventy years old. The grass is brown. You can't hear the PA system if you're on the concourse. That's a dumpster fire. So it's it's totally fitting that the Angels would claim that as their spring training home because they're a dumpster fire of an organization run by a dumpster fire of an owner with the biggest loser you could ever imagine managing that team. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to feel bad about Mike Trout. Screw yeah. Mike Trout. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, Mariners fans should be thrilled. They should be over the moon with the fact that Moreno is still the owner and is still going to be the owner for the foreseeable future. I, I guess he, you know, put out some feelers out there and, and just didn't like what uh, what he got or just had a change of heart. Who knows? Uh, but he's he's sticking around here. And that's great news because, I mean, he's the one that that meddled in, in Jerry DePoto's plans. He's the one that essentially forced DePoto to sign Albert Pujols and Josh Hamilton and give out those strictly prohibitive contracts. Uh, so it, it's, it's a rough time there. If you're a baseball exec and obviously they don't have the best player development system, as Colby mentioned there, that organization is in a rough spot and that's why and we'll get into you know how we feel this team is going to uh, perform in 2023 we'll get into some record predictions all that stuff a little later on but that's why we are at the end of the day spoiler alert going to be pretty low on what this team can do despite the talent that it already had going into the offseason and the talent that it added this offseason because Colby, I'll say it. I, I actually like the Angels offseason. I don't think yeah. it's the best offseason that they could have had, but it's it's certainly not the worst, especially with them uh, choosing not to trade Otani and to at least soft 
reboot here because look, they're not going to be able to retain Otani this offseason. That's just not going to happen. I cannot imagine it. I know that guy hates playing there. You just see it on his face, man. He's he's already checked out. If you looked at Otani in the latter months of this past season in the dugout, he looked depressed. He looked like he didn't want to be there. Remember that great picture of them being down seven to one and he had a solo home run and they threw a cowboy hat on him? <laughs> yeah. And made him yeah. go down the line for high fives and he's just like dude because otani wants to win well i say that but he picked the angels in the first place so maybe he Mm. doesn't it seems like he doesn't again this is probably my biggest hot take uh otani regrets signing with the angels every day of his life regardless of what he says and it's the worst decision he's ever made the the body language speaks louder than than any words that he could really say in Mm -hmm. the media about his situation right now (laughs) and it's not like he's going out on the media praising the angels either so should tell you a lot so as i mentioned i do like the off season that the angels had we're going to get into that and we're also going to announce the winner of our mariners ticket giveaway here in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is brought to you by ultimate baseball gm I'm really stoked by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, as you want and when you want. It's basically the Jerry DePoto simulator. So instead of saying chills, DePoto did it again, you can now say chills, I did it again. Download it now. And Locked On Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of, let's say, the night. Maybe we're your first listen of the night. Maybe not the day, but maybe the night. So let's announce the winner of our two Mariners value game ticket giveaway. We asked you guys to leave comments in any uh, or on any of our videos that we posted last week. I picked a random video to choose a comment from, and then I used a random comment generator, and it landed on Jason Bine. Congratulations, Jason. And this is the comment that won Jason our two tickets from Monday's episode, our mailbag episode, our first episode of the whole week. And he says, I want to see Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro's glorious return to T-Mobile Park. Well, Jason... You're going to get to do that. Just email us over at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. And I'm going to need you to do something to verify that it's you. 
and then I'll uh, link up with you about which tickets or which games uh, you or which game you want to go to and where you want to sit. We'll hammer all that out. So email us again at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com and we'll get you squared away. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get into what the Angels did this offseason, Colby. Uh, they did quite a few things. They kicked things off with Tyler Anderson, former Mariner, who had a pretty good year in Los Angeles, not too far away with the Dodgers, made an all-star team. Uh, had a really, really good season, but also we have to mention statistically by the metrics was also one of the um, pitchers who was helped the most by his defense this past year so potential for regression there we'll probably get into that a little later on Uh, but that was their first big move of the offseason it was actually one of the first big moves of the offseason in general I think it was actually the first big big ish name free agent uh, signing of the offseason they also traded for Hunter Renfro uh, from the Brewers, and then they uh, they signed Brandon Drury, who I actually you know wanted the Mariners uh, to sign this offseason, or at least kick the tires on this offseason. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they did not. They also traded for Gio Urshela from the Twins, and they added uh, Brett Phillips on a non-roster invite, or maybe he's... Uh, Actually, no, I think he he actually got a 40-man spot with them. So there you go. Uh, so that's their offseason, pretty much. I mean, they uh, you know they traded uh, Rizal Iglesias during the, uh, the deadline. They added Matt Moore to their bullpen um, here in the late stages about a week or so ago. Uh, but what do you think about their offseason as a whole here, Colby? It, they did a decent job of building some depth um behind trout and otani which is something that they haven't had the last few years um we saw what happened last year when uh jared walsh had a down year and rendon who's been terrible you know relative to what he was in washington um he was basically shut down for the whole year and they had nothing you know david fletcher's an okay player luis luis ringifo uh, is uh certainly a mariner killer uh Mm. but overall not a great player um he's fine uh, they traded Brandon Marsh, which is weird to me. He looked like he was going to be a pretty good player. Um, and, you know, I, I look at what they did this offseason, and I think, okay, the lineup's deeper. Um, the rotation, I don't even want to say it got better. Uh, on paper, it's certainly an upgrade to go from, at, at least based on last year's numbers, uh, to go from Cindergaard to uh, Anderson. But in all reality, I I don't think that this is the new Tyler Anderson. We saw this guy pitch for Seattle. He was fine. He's a number five starter. He goes to the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, he's a number two. He's an all-star. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't buy it. Uh, if he does it again, then I'll certainly change my tune. But until I see him do it again, I I don't think that this is a, a home run and, of a and, signing. And the projection systems, and you guys know how I feel about projection systems, so take this with a grain of salt. But the projection systems do expect him to regress uh, pretty significantly here, back to pretty right. much what he was before joining the Dodgers. Uh, looking at roster resource here, the 2023 projections for Tyler Anderson are a 4-3-2 ERA and 31 starts, 184 innings pitched, 189 hits allowed, 147 strikeouts, and 44 walks um so yeah expecting a pretty big step back there from anderson but like you mentioned i like what they did particularly offensively they're also going to get ridden back 
um, for the full year, unless, you know, of course, injuries crop up for him. He has not been able to stay healthy since joining the uh, Angels. Um, and Trout obviously hasn't been able to stay healthy here over the last couple of years. He only played 36 games in 2021. He played only 119 this past year. So that's the big question, right? Is Trout going to be able to stay healthy? Because when you have Mike Trout and you have Shohei Otani in your lineup consistently, you should be able to compete on most nights. Um, and then with some of the reinforcements here with Renfro, I like Renfro. I, I think that's a good addition mm-hmm. for him, uh, for them. Uh, Brandon Drury, uh, you know, seemed to have figured something out in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. kind of fell off in uh, when he got to San Diego. Uh, but uh, the first half for, for Drury was... Um, pretty dang good so does that continue does he pick up where at least he left off in july uh more so than uh than august september and october um because that would help as well uh, and then you know with with jared walsh returning uh logan O'Hop uh, is set to be their opening day catcher he's their number one prospect according to fan graphs um which you know Probably Whatever. not a top five prospect in the Mariner system, but uh, uh, they they actually have him as the sixty first no, overall. I know prospect. they like him. Yeah. I know they like him. I'm saying I don't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, to me, he's just a dude. And so. then David Fletcher, obviously, uh, Mariner only killer. good against the Mariner. Yeah, Mariners. <laughs> yeah, only good against the Mariners. Same with Max Stassi, of course, as well. Uh, sure, and he is expected to be on their bench. Yeah, the uh, projected bench for the Angels right now. Max Stassi, Luis Rengifo, Gio Urshela, and Brett Phillips. Uh, their projected mm-hmm. rotation, Shohei Otani, Patrick Sandoval, who's always been a thorn in the Mariners' sides, uh, Tyler good. Anderson, uh, Jose Suarez, and Reed Detmers. And, <laughs> you know, you and I were not big fans of Detmers in the uh, pre-draft process when he was um, often mocked to the uh, to the Mariners. What year is that? What draft was that? Uh, 2020. It's the year they took Hancock. Right, right. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of hype building around Detmers heading into the season. Actually, about an hour or so ago, I was reading a piece about Detmers and that his uh, slider has ticked up significantly in velocity and his fastball is sitting consistently at 95, 97. So that's interesting. Uh, some uh, expect a, a breakout season there. I'll wait and see because, again, going back to the discussion about the Angels player development, their pitching development in particular has been historically god-awful. So, I mean, Sandoval is one of their guys, and Sandoval is a really good pitcher. So, Yeah, Sando- maybe, Sandoval is the, uh, the exception to the rule. <laughs> right, as of now, and maybe that changes because yeah. Detmers did flash last year. Um, and again, if he has added a couple miles per hour to his fastball and the sliders ticked up, then his profile is pr- no longer a number four starter. Now it's mm-hmm. maybe a number three. So it's possible, but I mean, I listen to what the, they have out in that bullpen mm-hmm. and it's a little bit like Texas, right? They have a couple stars, mm-hmm. the rest of the lineup, eh, it's not terrible, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it's lacking a little bit. Uh, the rotation's good on paper or at least solid on paper. And then you look at the bullpen and you go, yeesh. Yeah, not great. So their bullpen is Carlos Estevez. He was a free agent addition from the Rockies. He's projected to be their highest leverage guy. Uh, their bullpen: uh, Jimmy Herdit, uh, Ryan Tapera, Matt Moore, Aaron Loop, Andrew Wants, Jose Quiata, Jaime Berea, and uh, Tucker Davidson, who we've seen a couple times uh, pitch against the Mariners this spring. That's the projected bullpen for the Angels. 
Uh, and then projected lineup, um, I kind of went through it earlier, but we'll just go it o- go over it again uh, here real quick. This is their projected lineup against righties. Taylor Ward leading off. Taylor Ward's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Trout, Shohei Itani, Anthony Rendon, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury, Jared Walsh, Logan O'Hop, and David Fletcher. Uh, so yeah, so again, I, I like what they did, particularly on the offensive side of things, but pitching is still a massive, massive need for them, especially in that bullpen. Uh, and then the back end of the rotation, obviously they have one of the best starters in the game in Otani. Uh, that's undeniable. Sandoval is a really sneaky, good starter as well. Um, and you know, Anderson is at least a guy that can eat innings and you pretty much know where you're going to get out of him on most nights. Right. But you're not getting anything out of that farm system. You're, yeah. you're not, if, if trout is a guy who's going to miss 50 games a year, um, which I think is pretty reasonable considering the last two years and the fact that he's got a back issue, that's not going to go away. Um, if he's going to miss, you know, two games a week on average, that's mm-hmm. obviously a huge hole. And and the weird thing is the angels are going with a six man rotation, at least to start. Um, which means Otani's going to get the ball a little bit less than he should. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of when you look at the roster, just like in general, you say, okay, that should at least be a 500 team. I mean, it should, even with a mediocre bullpen. But it's the Angels. Yeah, <laughs> they. <laughs> so hold hold that thought because we're going to get into expectations and, and records and and all that. Here in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder to our folks listening and watching that this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to them by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D. Owen to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. We are previewing the 2023 Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who over the last 20 or so minutes here, we have more or less trashed. Um, And that's, look, I think that's justified because this team, and I said it earlier on in the show, this team, despite having two of the greatest baseball players of all time, if not one and two on the all-time greatest list in Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, they haven't been able to finish above 500 in the last eight years. They have mm-hmm. now that the Mariners and Phillies have made the playoffs this past year. They now hold a, I believe, a tie with the Detroit Tigers for the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball. I, hold, Ty, I, I had a little trouble hearing you. Could you say that again, please? That is the longest playoff drought in professional baseball. It belongs to the Angels and the Tigers as well, I believe. But the Angels, Don't yes. the Angels have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? They do. They do. And despite that, Colby, as I said, they have not been able to even finish above 500 in the last 
eight years, I believe, eight seasons, what? seven seasons, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and, to be fair, I'm sure they've loaded up their farm system with high end talent in the draft. Then, right? They have not. They have not. Oh. they have not. Yeah, can confirm. Now, and that is all Jerry Depoto's fault. It is. It is. I that's, don't know if that's you heard. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you you should uh, familiarize yourself with Twitter.com, mm. and uh, you'll you'll learn. You'll learn the lore. They'll, uh, they'll okay. be happy to tell you. There will be some fine folks there to uh, to happily explain how it's I all Jerry's told fault. You, I met both of them already. Right, right. They were yes. not nice. Yeah. Donald Washington has a higher population than uh, the Angels have fans. Think about that for a second. Um, who has more fans, the, the Los Angeles Chargers or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Let us know in the comments below. Okay. So, and real Angels fans, not just people who root for Otani that yeah. or people who just root for trout like they actually care about the team yeah yeah good point it's a toss-up it's a toss-up mm -hmm. so this is all again you know talking about otani and trout and all the lack of success that this team has had despite having them i'm not going to buy in on them this year i i see this I see this narrative every year, right? Because it, this is not the only good offseason they've had on paper over the last, you know, five or so years. Mm -hmm. You know, I've liked some of the things that they've done in the past, and they just ultimately haven't worked out for one reason or the other. I don't know if they're cursed. I just think they're bad at, at creating a culture that players feel empowered in. And I think that they're bad at player development to create a healthy, functioning major league system. And so, for that or ecosystem rather and so for that reason i think that they're going to do it again <laughs> i think they're going to finish below 500 again I, they have not given me a reason to believe that they that they're going to stay healthy that everyone is going to perform as particularly their new additions right because they've been bad at scouting at pro scouting it's been a major issue for them they've gone out they've acquired guys and they've more or less all regressed as soon as they got to anaheim save for a couple of names here and there mm -hmm. so until i see anything different i'm just going to expect the same result here right i the thing i, I say about this angels team is i think it's the best team just all around one through 26 of the otani era which is depressing mm. but i think this is a team that you know if everything works out pretty well for them could and probably should challenge for one of the wild card spots. This could be an 86, 87 win team. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of the angels is we don't know how they're going to do it, but we know they're not going to do it. That's the point. The journey is always different, but the result is the same. Mm -hmm. The angels are bad at baseball things. They're terrible at it. They can't develop. They can't draft. You know, they hit one home run every, every six years and you go, Oh, look, no, we're turning it around. And it's like, yeah, okay. But for every, you know, Pablo Sandoval, you have like 18 Jordan Adams, like who cares until you do this well and consistently, I'm not going to take you seriously. Um, the angels are probably going to be a, a thorn in the side of, of the Mariners as they have been the last few years. Even Yeah. Yeah. Head to head wise. Um, like they're going to be yeah. frustrating to play against. Trout is going to hit 20 billion home yep. runs if he's healthy enough to play. And Oddly enough, the guy I'm least worried about when I face angels is Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, oh, he'll hit a couple like moonshot home runs off of you. But for the most part, the Mariners have owned Shohei. They know how to pitch to him. They know how to get him out. Um, and actually, everybody does. Just very few are actually able to execute it. 
Um, but yeah, I, like I, said, I, I think they're probably going to finish around 500, honestly. And maybe they even do break that that streak of losing seasons. Do I think it's going to be enough? Because I think you're going to need 88, 89, 90 wins to make the playoffs this year. Do I think the Angels can do it? No. I think there are a few players short, particularly in the bullpen. And what happens when you're short going into a year and you have no farm system to supplement with? It's kind of hard to add in the middle of the year. So to me, I, I think of all the guys who are stacking up here on this team that have injury pass, that have inconsistent production, uh, guys who are on the downside of their career, even if they are still great players like Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at all that and I add the bad bullpen. I add kind of a, a wishy-washy, you know, three through six in that rotation. Uh, and I kind of look at that and I go, you know, somewhere between 78 or 76 and 82 wins somewhere in that range. Uh I think that's about right for the angels. Yeah. So listen to this. Shohei Otani, you mentioned it. He has not been very good when playing against the Mariners. 59 for 295 in his career. That's a 234, 333, 472 slash line, 13 doubles, 13 home runs, 40 ribs, 83 strikeouts, 38 walks for Shohei Otani. And I'm going to bring up Mike Trout's numbers here just to uh, scare everyone. Yeah, you know, we're going to leave this on a sour note for a second because look we've been trashed on the angels the whole time i'm gonna give them one thing here i'm gonna i'm gonna throw them a bone right mike trout is good there you go angels fans breaking news best Uh, baseball player i've ever seen agreed agreed uh well bonds i mean i saw bonds at the end but like yeah yeah that i've seen for more than like three years sure sure cosine uh 324 428 career slash line for (laughs) Mike Trout against the Seattle Mariners, 54 home runs. That's the most against any team for Trout, 133 ribs. He struck out, he struck out 165 times. He's also walked 114 times. uh, (laughs) That number should be higher, by the way. Yeah. 207 to uh, uh, 207 for 639 in his career against the M's. One other Mariner killer here. Mm Mm-hmm. David Fletcher. Oh, yeah. Let's hear those Career, numbers. 312, 360, <laughs> 498. That's so gross. Yes, because David Fletcher's career slash line is 278, 324, 360. <laughs> That's so gross. I hate that. Right. I hate that so much. I yeah. And, and I'm sure Luis Ringifo's, uh Oh, numbers yeah, against well, the Mariners are pretty ridiculous. We don't have time for that nonsense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, so oh, overall record prediction for me, again, I think that they're going to continue this streak. Um, <laughs> look, I'll say, you know what? I'll say they, they won't finish below 500, but they won't Ooh. finish above 500 either. Oh, they're going dead even. They're going to be the Jeff Fisher Rams, which is a very good comp for the uh, for this era of the, of the Angels, honestly. It really is. And they're going to be 81 and 81, just like the 8 and 8 Jeff Fisher Rams. Shout out to those guys. Right. So I, I think before we go, like, I think you and I both believe that Seattle and Houston are tops in this division. Yes. How do, would you rank the other three teams? Because maybe maybe we have Seattle number one. And we can discuss that tomorrow when we talk about Houston, but you don't have, there's 
neither of us think that these three teams are, I don't want to say they're not serious contenders, but like, we don't think it's likely that they're going to beat Houston yeah. or Seattle in the standings. So how would you rank these three teams? Because the angels do have undeniable upside. I'll go with them. Number one here. And then the mm-hmm. Rangers, I'll, I'll have them slightly edge out the Rangers. And then the, yeah, I think and then Oakland's there's 50 stepped, yeah. and then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's the athletics. That's just how bad the athletics sure. are. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think I will. I think I'm going to give the upside play actually to the Rangers and their rotation. Ooh. So that's, I'm going to go. Good point. I'm going to go Rangers, Angels, A's. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to do that, but right. it's close. It's close. Let, let us know what you guys think down below mm-hmm. in the comments. And um, yeah, so record prediction from you. What, what do you think? 78 and 84. I think that's what they finished last year. Oh, okay. Something, something close to that. Fine. They did get better. So 79 and 83. But did they though? To steal one from you, did they though? I think on paper, I'd say yes, but you yeah, know yeah. how valuable paper is to the Angels. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, that's going to do it for our show. I hope you enjoyed this uh, trashing fest of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. We You're a dumpster fire it. of an organization. If you're a fan, make smarter life choices. There's so many other... The Dodgers are right there. The Dodgers are right there. Hell, even the, the Padres are not super far away. No, they're right down there. San Francisco's right up there. Like, like maybe a, you can't like root a, for the Dodgers. Nor, NorCal like, is like almost like an entirely different state, but yeah. All right. But like, okay, if you're an Angels fan, like I don't want to root for the Dodgers. They're our crosstown rival, which is like calling WSU <laughs> the rival of that's like calling That's like calling the Padres the, the Mariners rival. I think it's actually closer to like... It's actually closer to like Western Washington saying that they're a football rival of the University of Washington. And it's like, you guys don't even play the same okay, sport. I like that. Yeah. So cool. good pull. Yeah. The, the Dodgers are right there. But if you don't want to root for the Dodgers, fine. San Francisco is right up there, man. Yeah. Like, I know it's a different state, but like, it's right there. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that, that organization is, is garbage. And, uh, I have no issue saying that <laughs> just the, their whole operation and the more, I mean, I'm sure you guys know about the things that have come out about that organization behind the scenes as well over the last few years. It's just, it's all bad. It's just all so bad. I legitimately do feel bad for angels fans. If you're an angel fan that stumbled across this video, I'm sorry, <laughs> but also you have better options that you am not there. You go. Be an adult, make better choices. It's never too late to learn and learn something new. <laughs> all right. Well, and I would but, say we'd welcome you here, but I, I don't want Angels fans in the Mariners fan base. So uh, try Arizona. I hear they take anybody. You you really like that ballpark? Oh God, that dumpster fire! Yeah, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. it looks ugly on TV. I don't know why. It doesn't why people look good. Say It's that. so dark and like, yeah. dude. People, <sighs> some I, some people say that it's like a top five, top ten ballpark, and I'm no, like, what are you no talking tr- about? Uh, you know what? I, I I feel like I can't speak to that. I've only been to two major league ballparks, but like, honestly, like uh, T-Mobile is 
compared to Chase Field, it's it's night and day. Yeah, we're we're talking about Chase Field in case anyone's confused. He went to the WBC game last night. Yes, so. yes, I did. Yeah, and he did not have very good reviews of the ballpark. Anywho, thank you so much for it joining awful, us here. But all right, let me let, let me sorry, get us sorry, out here. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.